Hey guys, welcome to the Brand Aid Podcast where we talk branding with the biggest names in the business. My name is Tom Ward. I write about influencers for Forbes and I also host the Tom Ward Show YouTube channel and podcast where I talk to the biggest influencers in the world. And I'm joined with the social media monster, Griffin Johnson, a TikTok star, a YouTuber, an entrepreneur with over 20 million followers on social. And we're super excited to talk with Bethany Frankel, philanthropist, entrepreneur, author, and producer. Am I missing anything? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. I'm just Bethany, so we'll get there. We're going to get to all of it. Bethany, I, uh... I, I really want to talk about, you've done with what really no other housewife has done. You created a brand, a successful brand from scratch. And you look at every other housewife, and I know you're much more now, but just kind of going back a sec. Every housewife has started a business, and they've all been pretty much terrible and not a success for the most part. And here are some of my favorites. I kind of researched this um, without naming names. One of the brands was a cannoli kit someone came out with, toaster ovens, and my personal favorite, bacon-flavored vodka. <laughs> that was a good well, one, yeah. that's funny. Actually, not... What it doesn't matter. There are many businesses that sound ridiculous that are still good ideas, but a cannoli kit is so niche and just one product that you're not going to really be able to make a lot of money off that. A toaster is something you buy once in your life. The things that you would put in the toaster, you can really make more money on something that's a consumable, or if you decided to make a toaster in a line of different products and bacon flavor vodka is just way too niche you'd have to have a line of vodka and that might be like your hero item that just people talk about but that's not going to be something people are going to drink on the regular so those are all yeah pretty bad ideas so what wow. they're not really thought they're, they're not really based in uh business thought they're just everybody has an idea and everybody thinks it's a great idea but it's really about the execution and the scalability of the idea so what makes you different than all those other, you know, business creators out there? What made you successful versus kind of what they did? I mean, was it a mentality? Was it a hustle? Was it a vision? What do you think it was? Well, you, you just put me in the, you know, you, you, you mentioned just Housewives. I was the first reality star to monetize the platform, really, o overall. I mean, you can think of everybody. I was definitely the first housewife to write a book and have a New York Times bestseller. Um, I was the first, besides uh, D Sammy Hagar and Dan Aykroyd had uh, liquor brands, um, but the first one to be public about it, really public about it, meaning just out there loud and proud about it was Diddy, who happens to ha share my birthday. So before him, there was, and there were, I was 100% the first woman to ever be marketing a liquor product. I mean, I created a category, I created the ready to drink liquor category, but I remember having publicists tell me to put down my drink to not be photographed with alcohol because 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was taboo for someone to be photographed with, an, with a cocktail. I mean, that was just this meant you were drinking, you might have a problem. It was a really sensitive thing. So I was, um, all of the liquor brands that have come after me, whether it's George Clooney's brand or, uh, the recent Ryan, uh, what's it, Ryan Reynolds deal, or, you know, and many failed. There have been many people from uh, Sofia Coppola to, well, I think hers actually did well, to Drew Barrymore, to Angelina Jolie, to many housewives, to Polly D, to Nicki Minaj. I mean, I think Kate Hudson has a vodka. It goes on and on and on. That all, I paved the way for all of them. So it certainly transcends 
uh, housewives, but I, it has always been intrinsic inside of me. It's always been an idea that was born from a necessity. I thought there needed to be a low calorie margarita in a bottle that you could trust. And so I was passionate about it, but more importantly, I was able to execute it. But what you see with a lot of celebrities or people who have a TV platform is that they do something because they feel panicked and rushed that they're not using their platform and they need to be part of it or they see the deal that I made and then they have to jump in and do it. And things have to really be authentic. I mean, George Clooney and Randy Gerber's deal worked because they had neighboring houses in Mexico. They would drink a lot of tequila. They became experts on it and they wanted to have their own house tequila. So that's why that worked. It wasn't just because they were two famous good looking guys that decided to attach their name to a tequila. And that's really the difference. Also the work ethic, the execution, the timing, seeing a void in the marketplace. I mean, there's so many things that have to happen, but you have to have that old school hard work mentality that a lot of young people I see don't have in the same way that my generation had. You know, they're respectfully to being a TikTok star. So many people think they're just going to, you know, be pretty, have eyelashes, be in a bathing suit, post some pictures, and that's going to be a whole business. And, you know, there's so much more to any, it doesn't matter what your marketing or what your business is. It's about old school, hard work, execution, vision, drive, and, you know, not giving up and not thinking about what everyone else is doing, having your own, your own program, your own roadmap. Yeah. I think um, in the beginning you brought up something, you know, that's really important to me right now is we're trying to figure out how to, you know, bring real business to TikTok and monetize the platform. Um, so I think that's super cool. You were talking uh, about, you know, making your, your brands and taking your time and like, you know, how you can't just be good looking and it's going to work because you're popular or you're famous. Um, so like one of the big things that we've been working on, the boys launched an energy drink. Um, we're working on building out some of our own shows and our own CPG products. And, you know, we got a fun coming out. So I guess like, for for advice um how would you say like like how long do you think it should at least take to launch something with without rushing it and like for people there's a lot of people trying to follow what we're doing so like you were you were talking about how you can't rush and you need to take your time so like what's your advice on that well there's always there are always many things going on at the same time so and you're also young and you don't you're not married you don't have kids so you, you know you're dividing your time differently so this is the best time to be doing this and focusing on this you know um, that when I launched Skinny Girl, I wasn't married. I didn't have a child and I had no money. I was broke. So I had a partner. I had an idea. I had a vision. I was told no by 99.9% of people and I pushed it through and I turned that brand. That's what landed me on the cover of Forbes magazine. I turned that brand. I think it was in like less, fewer than 18 months, which is unheard of. And that's wow. a brand that I started from the bottom, meaning getting glass from China, finding somebody to, you know, to manufacture the liquid. The agave obviously has to come from uh, Mexico because it's it's tequila. That was gangster, that was insane. That's never really been done before in that, (laughs) like that. But then there are other products that I do with, since then I get into, you know, I have different deals. Some deals are with a smaller company that's like running gun and it's like right now we have this ready to go and you know, you can tweak it or maybe you can't tweak it but I already like what's going on and I can align with it or tweak the marketing. 
It really depends. There are many different models. If you're taught and you have to decide how you want to do it. You have to decide if you want to do a licensing deal with a proven existing company that has money and is a big gun and they tend to move more slowly unless they just have money and they're like a new startup or something. But if they've already got distribution um, and they've got an operation, it'll take a little bit longer. That should probably take at least a year. That's short from inception to, to being on the shelf. Um, you can make a little bit more money, but it's a little more rogue when you're more of a startup and you just have an idea and you have money, but you have social media, you know, you have a captive audience, you have a, a young audience that can come with you, yeah. but they have to take you seriously. The product has to be good. You know, I think of Jersey Shore and I think of, uh, they all had an audience just in their pocket and, you know, going into being a DJ was a smart idea because Polly D can like do that. That's a service he can provide and it's authentic to him. But doing the cocktail just wasn't either true to him or it wasn't good or he wasn't involved or they didn't want that from him. You know, they just, whatever it is. I mean, things that even Beyonce or Kim Kardashian uh, do just fail sometimes because it's not what people want from them. So there's a, it's, it's going to be, there's so many different ingredients. Authentic to me was the skinny girl cocktail, which I've turned into over 20 categories from apparel to microwave popcorn to, to salad dressing to to, to supplements, to the intimacy space, to shapewear. Uh, we've been around 10 years. I own 100% of the brands. I have no debt. And, uh, you know, we've turned it into what's, what's will be this year over a $100 million brand, just in a skinny girl brand, not even Bethany. And it's pandemic proof. So there's so many things for you to think about. But the most important thing is that you are authentic in what it is that you live and breathe it, you understand it. it's not just hype. You're not just hyping something that somebody came to you because you're on TikTok and told you about. So it like <laughs> lives and breathes inside of you. You can describe it within minutes. You understand it. You have to have a partner that not only can manufacture whatever you're doing, but can, can market it and also distrib distribute it. You know, you can have the best thing in the world, but if you have nowhere to sell it, it doesn't matter. And you have social media, so you can sell it there, but you're also in a younger demographic and those people aren't, they spend money on useless bullshit, but they don't spend a ton of money. They're not buying, <laughs> you know, they're not buying ovens and washers, dryers and cars. I have an audience that while older and while they'll age out, um, they are in the demo that on television people dream of. I'm in the sweet spot demo. They're buying Ford Explorers. They're buying washing machines. Mm -hmm. They're buying, you know, sweaters and books. And so there's so many things to think about, but it has to be true and authentic to you. You have to understand who you're selling it to what you're selling, how you're selling, and executing. You know, Griffin, you could take a note from Bethany too. Bethany, what I loved seeing on the show, I'll never forget, I still have this image in my head, is you in a grocery store with a sad table and your wine and like ladies coming up to you and saying, what aisle is milk in? Where's the peanut butter? And that was muffins. That was muffins in a supermarket, but yeah. <laughs> yes. That was muffins. But, oh, but I mean, to see the hustle from kind of coming from there, to like you said, having a hundred million dollar brand in twenty categories now, um, zero debt, which is incredible in a, with a business. You know, it's it's that drive and hard work. And Griffin, I do think you guys have it. I look at TikTok stars, and they're kind of a different breed. You know, they hustle. Like look at you know a guy like Griffin. He's got three podcasts going on. He's got TikTok. He's moving into YouTube. He's creating podcasts. He's in funds. Right, but you'd rather have six buckets full than 20 buckets a third full now right now he's doing all of that because he's going to see where the fish are and which one hits but you can't do 25 things well understand that the shapewear right. 
started 10 years ago after the cocktails. The, the, the eyewear that I'm doing is starting now. The coffee syrups that I'm doing is starting now. The, the shapewear, they're my college kids. They're now grown and they can sort of take care of themselves. But I am very careful about how I roll things out. When I roll things out, I rest in between. You can't jam things. Listen, you, TikTok can digest a lot and you throw a lot of information on them. But I think it's very crowded and I get over, overly stimulated and I want to get the fuck off because it's too many messages. <laughs> so while that's going to be a good place for a commercial, you're going to have to think about the marketplace. I'm just saying everything's coming at you and you have to drive the program. The partners don't drive the program. You have to decide what you really are passionate about, what you love, what you want to focus on. I make the least money on the podcast. I haven't even made a cent yet. But the podcast, I just interviewed Hillary Clinton. I'm interviewing Sia and Pharrell and Chelsea Handler. It's quality. It represents who I am. It's a good use of my time. It leads to other incredible things. I'm writing a book out of it. Um, so you have to figure out what your mantras are, who you are, what's important to you, and what you're going to focus on. Granted, you're younger and you can do a lot. You can do a lot. But it's just like at the gym, you could see guys doing 50 things and they're not even getting in better shape than what the fuck they're doing. Or if someone's really <laughs> working smart, they could be in there for 40 minutes and get it done. So you have, time is not as important to you as it is to me because I have a lot more going on and I have kid, a daughter and I have philanthropy and a lot of things like that. But as you get older, time will become more important and you should learn how to use your time wisely now, especially in a place like that where everything's stimulating. And everything he just described about he's got five podcasts and YouTube and all that, you know, all of that, you're not printing money on. I already know it's good stuff and it's good to say it. I've got this, I've got that, but find where the money is and find where, what you love is. And those are things you should focus on. Yeah. I think that's, that's really good advice. Kind of like what you said also, it's like, um, you know, I'm young and I, I've, I've only been in social media for like, I mean, less than two years now. So I'm trying to figure out, I have a lot of things that, um, I'm really passionate about, but I'm kind of just tossing to see what hits and then I'm going to roll with it. Um, yep. So I really, I really liked how you, how you described that. That was, the that was great. Yeah. And also, you know, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I said the buckets, but I also said, um, wait a second. I said something to you about time. Let me remind myself what I was going to say about your time, et cetera. Uh, I'll think about it. Um, wait, I said your time, how you're managing your time, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Listen, and this is not being sexist. Men are not as good as this is, as, as women usually, and no one is as good as, <laughs> at this than I am. Be very organized with everything, with your refrigerator, with your cabinets, with your clothes, with everything you do. Be structured, be organized, have your shit together, do what you say, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say, like be organized. Most people are not organized, and it's very directed to business and also calm and meditating or self-care the good ideas come when you're relaxed it's not all about just grinding 24 hours a day it's about how you use your time time's going to become more and more important you will remember this hey bethany you know the show's about Wait, he had a question he was going to ask something oh, I'm sorry. oh no i was just i was just going to say yeah i um i really 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 struggled with time and like when i first started all this i had no idea and um just for anyone listening and just to, you know, to reflect on what you said, I was literally the worst. I didn't even have a schedule. And then I got to a point where I was just so overwhelmed. And then, mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, people would just tell me like, yo, there's an easy solution. It's called a schedule. Um, so I definitely know what you mean because I was, I was all over the place and it was a nightmare. So yeah, the night I've, before <laughs> you should know what's going on the next day it could change, but you should have some sort of structure, someone holding you to it. And don't, you know, you're on the internet a lot, but you don't need to be sucked down the rabbit hole 
all day long on the internet. It's like, a, you know, and then you believe into the love and then you believe into all the hate and it's just a <laughs> fucking waste of time. I agree. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tom? Yeah, I was going to say, like, before you mentioned when I said housewives, you said, actually, no, I'm the first reality star and the first woman to do this. And it made me think of something. You are more than that show. Maybe that was a, a platform, but you've kind of branded yourself into something different now. Like you mentioned, I mean, you're sitting down with Hillary Clinton, which is pretty big. You're writing books. I love your philanthropy work, the stuff you're doing. Um, you know, I, I saw a couple, you know, things or videos of, you know, kind of what you're doing, loading up planes and stuff, which was incredible. How did you make that turn? Was that conscious or was that kind of just organic? And these were the things you were into. No, I mean, I'm saying it's also because you're asking for advice. You have to look at the board, not just the pieces. And my whole board, when I got onto Housewives, when I went onto Housewives, I wanted to be a natural food chef. And I decided to do that because I thought it'd be a good platform for me to be able to promote that I was cooking. In the process, I ended up having to reveal myself, decided to reveal myself to connect to the audience. And the reason that I have such a successful brand is not because I have good products, which I do, but it's because of my connection to the audience. That's what, what it was. Me being authentic about my life and my breakup and being sad about where I was in my life was honest and they connected with me, which is how I have a successful brand in my opinion. But when I was there, I knew I could see the chessboard. I just knew that I was going to get a spinoff. I can't explain why. I just had a feeling I was going to get a spinoff. So I saw that trajectory. And then at its height, I decided to leave and I left for three years. And then it, it went down like 1.6 million viewers. And uh, I was, you know, coaxed back for a lot more money, much, I mean, so much more money. And I went back, I made a decision to go back and connect back with that audience. And then when I decided to leave again, it really had become where I, I was going to be, it had touched the point where I really didn't belong there anymore. The conversations that were happening, the representation of women, the arguments, it just, it was too much of a reach, just that I was a different person, that I had done all these amazing things, didn't separate me enough. And I decided to leave when everyone said to stay because the paycheck had become so great. So I decided to leave. I had already started doing philanthropy in a massive way, in an unprecedented way, mm -hmm. in a way quicker and, and more nimble and more effective than even the government was doing. Um, but that was because I wanted to have some meaning in my life. And the show did cover that, which was great. So that became one pocket of my life. I wanted to do a podcast just because I was passionate about it. Definitely not because of any sort of financial reason. And because I was passionate about it and because I'm good at it, it it's become outrageously successful in a crazy way that I just never even imagined because I didn't think that much about it. I have a production deal with Mark Burnett and my new show, The Big Shot with Bethany, that's coming out about finding my successor. And, you know, I don't, I, I strongly believe that I wouldn't have had an interview with Hillary Clinton with all these people if I was still on the Housewives. So the same way that I saw myself getting a spinoff, I saw the trajectory of leaving the show into me being seen in a different way, having different conversations, being seen as a serious businesswoman. Even though I was on the cover of Forbes in between being on Housewives, you still, you know, not every association is a positive one for your business. So you could be making a lot of money on something but you really shouldn't be doing it because it could pull the whole program down and staying on housewives was, was pulling the program down the whole overall strategy. Wow. See, that's, that's, that's another um, interesting dynamic of social media because there's a lot of different groups, a lot of different people that, you know, you can, they have a lot of numbers, they have a lot of influence, but it's, I didn't really realize this at first. I would just collab with anyone and I wasn't really being strategic or like thinking about mm -hmm. their brand and how it affects my brand. 
um, et cetera. And I, I kind of found that, uh, you know, I didn't understand these brands and these companies are really looking at that. Like they see the videos, they do like a deep dive on all of your, any collabs or information. And, um, yeah, I, and I also think you really, don't know how much engage just cause people have people watching. You don't know if that translates to buying and you don't know how engaged right. they are. I don't have as big of an audience as many bigger stars, but I sometimes see their pages and they're talking about wanting to have sex with them or, you know, <laughs> nose rings or, you know, half tops and tattoos. Like they're not really talking about what they're doing. When I have a signing, you know, I know exactly who the person is that's coming in the thousand women that are coming in. I, I can clock them from a mile away, what they're wearing, what they're buying. They're there to hear what I have to say about business. They want to drink what I'm drinking, eat what I'm eating. They're engaged and captive. I have no fluff. Nobody, you know, no one's on my Instagram page because they want to have sex with me. I mean, it's a very small group. No one just wants to like, you know, see what my <laughs> eyelashes look like. They like my outfits and things like that, but they're not there for that reason. So to have a captive engaged audience is smart, but I'm not patting myself on the back when I say that you're the only one of these idiots that's reached, let's reach out to me. And you know, a lot of uh, your fans, moms and the daughters love me. And so it's smart. The moms are into me and the daughter, they watch with their daughters. I skew very young. So it's smart of you to cross promote. Now you have you know, my people will be aware of you. Your people will be aware that you're doing this. It's just different. You're talking to the same group of young TikTok influencers. You're talking to the same people. You're all bringing in the same customers. You're just talking to the same right. group. And after a certain period of time, when I was selling, when I sell cocktails on, on Bravo on my show, it's the same damn people. They know, they know about that. We told them a thousand times. <laughs> they're aware of that. You got to, what are we saying that's new and how are we bringing new people into the store? Yeah. I, I mean, that's literally every issue that I've been going through without you even really knowing who I am, you've pinpointed every Good. single one. Um, so yeah. Then you were smart uh, to call me. <laughs> no, I, I really was. Uh, I, I knew, um, I had an idea. I didn't think that, you know, you would be this pinpoint on it's basically every issue <laughs> that I've been Good. going through and I'm kind of like, Good man, like <laughs> she's really just, she's coming at my, my, my whole um, career and all the issues I'm having. But, um, it, it's crazy because we had such similar paths, but I'm seeing that you had a lot of the same issues that you had to overcome as what kind of like what I'm facing now. Um, yeah, but TikTokers, don't, listen, the failures, you'll learn more from the failures than the successes and the failures in the beginning right. are better than the failures when the numbers are really big. So you can't do it perfectly. And you know, you know what I mean? So you'll learn different things, but um, if you ever want to reach out too, you can, you know, ask me about something. I mean, there are a lot that I didn't know, but you're also so much younger than me at 38, seven years old. I didn't understand. I didn't know the difference between licensing and equity. Someone had to explain it to me. And I'm like, Oh, I want that one. I want the risky skin in the game one. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know how to read. I still am terrible at reading contracts, but I'm great at concepts. So for example, what is unprecedented is that I would sell my skinny girl only cocktail portion of my brand to a multi-billion dollar public company that they would allow me because I wasn't selling it otherwise to say, no, you can have this one slice of the pizza. I'm keeping the other nine for something that they would spend $18 million a year to market that I own. But that was something that I just conceptually said, why does a liquor company need all of my intellectual property when they're only making liquor? They're not making jeans and lip gloss and apparel and shapewear and all this. So that was a concept. So you just have to know what you know and know what you don't know. You don't have to be an expert on contracts, but somebody else better be an expert on contracts and you better be babysitting those people too because people 
you're only as good as your team and no one will work as hard as you will. So those are the life lessons that are really important. And I had no one to tell me them. I didn't even know to think about them. When I was your age, I was rollerblading in Venice Beach, just fucking around. (laughs) This is for Bethany, but you can, Griffin, rely on this too. Bethany, how important is having that team around you? Uh, The team is important and the team will change so many times. And uh, the team will shift and then you'll get a good team and you'll hit your stride and you'll be so happy. You'll feel never better when you've got a good team and when you know that the team is good. And everybody will screw up. And everybody will, you know, people won't work as hard as you will for sure. But, you know, the only thing that matters is loyalty and hard work. It doesn't matter that everybody knows everything. It matters more that people say what they don't know. Because when people are trying to get you to do things with them, they want to play the blame game and act like it was never their fault and cover (laughs) their ass. And that's the worst type of person to be around. The type of person to be around is like, I don't know, but I got you and we'll figure this out together. Or I screwed that up because I really didn't know it because we're in the wild, wild west and no one's really done this before. So we'll figure it out together. That's sort of the best people to be involved with. People are smart, but that can kind of give you your opinion and you'll, you're, you're going to be alone in your business decisions. So you're going to be the one who has to make good decisions. Well, Bethany, talk a little bit because we're almost out of time here. Um, your podcast, you talked about it before, Just Be. I listened to the Paris Hilton episode last night, which was great. But you've had a you've got a cool mix. I saw Mark Cuban, Paris Hilton, the CMO from from Netflix, VP of Visa. Kind of what? Tell us a little bit about the podcast and the vision you have for it. The, I was very strict with the filter, and the people I was working with were trying to put other people through. And I said, no, I'd rather just be not do it than. The filter has to be someone who has either started from the bottom, now they're here, or been a game changer, or a maverick, or a mogul. It is not about being famous. It is not solely about being rich by any means. You know, some heir that inherited all their money and is running around in a G5 is not not interesting to me. Uh, What's interesting to me is if someone has done it in their own non-traditional way, and all the people have done it in a very different way on different roads. So listening to it, you're getting all this wisdom that is so different from the person next to them but so similar to the person next to them in some sort of core way and similar to my success. And I've stuck to the filters. There are people that are like really major famous that would do it, but I, I'm like, they're not really a brand. They really aren't a mogul. They're not a maverick. They haven't changed the game. They're just famous, you know? So that's different. Yeah. I, um, that's, it's, it's also funny because your podcast structure is kind of like what I'm doing with this. A lot of, um, the guests I'm trying to get on are not like the most famous, like, like the guest list going down. It's like some CMOs of like companies and stuff. They're big companies, but like no one knows their actual name, but like their story and their credibility is like, um, you know, it's really insane. And like, this is more kind of like you, it's not exactly like a crazy money thing. It's more like the connections and all the ideas and just like all the wisdom, like for instance, you've given me, um, I think like it's, it's super cool. Um, for anyone that's, you know, like a young entrepreneur or um, in social media or just like inspiring to be in business. Um, so I think it's it's cool that we have similar ideas and concepts with that. How many people have you had on so far? Or are we just starting? Uh, we're just starting. I have a guest list already. Um, I'm I your first got my, guest? Yep. First one. Oh, wow. That's exciting. I'm like the Mark yeah. even of your podcast. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, You're better. Uh, honestly um but yeah i think it's cool Uh, i think i already said this once but it's just crazy to me because things repeat itself like tiktok right now and like all of this doesn't really have like a really like there's no monetization or anything crazy that um has kind of been structured with it so you going from your story to where you are now is kind of like the same thing i'm doing 
And a lot of the things you've told me, um, just for the people listening, it's really helpful because a lot of the failures, I failed a lot already, but a lot of the things that you told me are things that I'm just now starting to realize. And uh, I just think it's super cool. Well, it's cool that you have this curiosity to ask the questions. I didn't even know to ask the questions and I didn't even know who to call to ask. I I wasn't even (laughs) in your position. So you're starting very, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 21. Okay. Yeah. I mean, wow, that's insane. That's amazing. So you got, yeah, literally six, 15 years late in 15 years from now, from now, that was when I was (laughs) first starting to be successful and have any, you know, Nah, not really. I had businesses when I was, I was, I was doing things when I was 26 actually, but not in like the entertainment industry, not at this level. So one, one last thing I just want to ask you. So you were talking about social media and making sure you like really cap, like capture your audience. Um, and you were saying how engaged yours is and how you're authentic and kind of built that. Do you like for anyone that's, um, you know, coming from social media and trying to build like their brand and stuff, do you have any like tips or anything to, make sure you have that core fan base? Um, yeah, I'm not great at social media because, but I think that that, that <laughs> me not being great at it is ending up being very authentic to me. Like I said, I'm not going to have 50 million followers because I'm not posting a thong up my ass just to get people to, you know, <laughs> like, like me. Um, but I just to be really authentic and try to capture things that are authentic to you and have a point of view to try to say something, you know, I posted a picture of myself just in the car with my daughter with no makeup on just because I think it was, it's important for men and women to see what a real woman looks like and not this, this image of everything filtered and fake. That's not, that's doesn't stem from any reality and makes women feel bad about themselves. And I don't want my daughter to see that. And that was very compelling. It doesn't mean that that's the only opinion out there. It just means that it was very important to me. It's something I had to say. And today I had something to say about the fact that, it's very polarizing that I had Hillary on the, on the podcast and there are vomit emojis all over my page from having Ellen going on Ellen and all this. And you know, you gotta, you have to stand for something. Everybody now is so afraid and doesn't know what to say. So they're all just being pussies and not saying anything or saying what they think people want to hear or watering themselves down. So I have a point of view and most people don't have a point of view right now because they're terrified. So I think it's really important, especially in this space to have a point of view and express it. Bethany, uh. <laughs> we're out of time, but I want to I want to talk about the Skinny Girl supplements you're promoting now. Tell us a little bit about the supplements. Uh, I have Skinny Girl supplements, which are collagen enhancer, hair, skin, and nails. I hope you have a lot of women uh, watching. I mean, listening. Uh, intimacy. I think it's important to talk about intimacy. Um, and there's one for sleep and relaxation. But I talk about the intimacy. It does very well. And um, people are scared to talk about sex and self care. And I don't, you know, that's Sex shouldn't be a taboo topic. And especially now, you know, people are trying to take care of themselves and de-stress and relax and be as healthy as they can. So Skinny Girl supplements are very effective. Actually, my hair guy today was saying my hair was more thick than usual and healthy. So I think it's because of the hair, skin, and nails supplement. I can't think of any other reason why. So I'm excited. (laughs) Wow. Well, you just hit the target audience. I think uh, the demo on my other podcast is like 89% female. So... Oh, good. Um, All right. Well, then they're going <laughs> to love that you had me on. Then you're smarter than anybody. <laughs> well, I'm just trying my best, you know. Um, but um, honestly, it was great um, having you on. I appreciate you taking some of your time. You you. you basically <laughs> nicely took every flaw that I've had in my career and brought it to attention. And uh, I, I appreciate you for that. It was a lot of great wisdom and I learned a lot of things. So 
Awesome. Um, I'm so happy. That makes me happy. That's the point. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. So keep listening to the it. podcast and tell your followers to listen because you're going to like it. It's really a good conversation. Thank you. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks. You too. Hey, have a good one. Bye. You too, guys. Bye.